welcome to a new episode of Mediterranean Sustainability Partners. I'm your host, Ellen Wasalina. This episode is entitled Innovation and Entrepreneurship in Higher Education, and I'm so pleased to be joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. Gabriel Retouf, who is now COO of Helvetia Education Group, and he is also the example of a cross-cultural executive. Gabriel will be talking to me uh, about his life in three segments. Firstly, his life as a teacher for the last 15 years to more than 30 institutes on three continents, Europe, Africa, and North America. In the second segment, he'll be talking to me as his life as an entrepreneur since 2018. He's managing director of DTN Europe, an on-demand staffing placement agency now providing academic engineering and teaching contractors in France, Morocco. Thirdly, his life as an innovative EdTech COO, his current position at Helvetia Education Group, and the deployment of Helvetia Contact, SAS, first cloud-based on-demand staffing solution for higher ed. I hope you'll join us for this episode. Gabriel is the founder of Detour Teaching Network, which provides on-demand staffing placement to higher education institutes. Gabriel has 15 years of expertise in education from K-12 to executive programs and a passion for cross-functional operations applied to education in the changing world. Gabriel is currently working at Helvetia Connect, the first on-demand staffing SaaS for education, which creates staffing ecosystem specific to each institute with the goal of automating its service delivery operations including booking, teacher attendance, grade submissions, payments, and collecting student feedback. Gabriel noticed early as a teacher and later on as an entrepreneur that there is a lack of cross-operational efficiency from adjunct faculty and campus manager. In other words, teachers having difficulties branding themselves to increase the portfolio of their client's institute, while schools have to deal with daily challenges such as last-minute course cancellation, shortage of available contractors for specific subjects, and ad hoc planning of their academic program portfolio. He decided to create the DTN Europe, similar to a sport agent agency which will manage a teacher's career while optimizing his or her visibility and revenue stream for service fees collected directly from the schools per purchase teaching hours. In February, 2020, Gabriel decided to join Helvetia Education Group SA as its COO to convert his business into a unique commercial SaaS solution. Gabriel has spent 12 years building his track record and has mastered servicing higher education for its on-demand faculty staffing needs, reflected by 20,670 teaching hours processed for 1.5 million euros in revenue billed as a proprietorship and then as a company equivalent to 1,051 courses delivered through contractors for 30 client campuses serviced across France, Belgium, 
and Morocco and has supplied um, 512 contractors, adjunct faculty, placed and 80% rehire rate of DTN on-demand faculty services. Gabriel holds a PhD in international relations and an MPA uh, in international development, a dual MBA in finance and marketing. Gabriel can be fine spending time talking about his real estate investments made in Africa or watching football before teaching a summer course, uh, for example, that's uh, called the business of European football to GMU students in Virginia, USA, and is also known to enjoy his cross-cultural family made up of three kids, twin boys, Nicola and Liam, and daughter Alia, and his Slovak wife, Simona. Welcome to a new episode of Mediterranean Sustainability Partners. I am so pleased to welcome my friend and colleague, Gabriel Dutou. Good morning, Gabriel. Morning, Elaine. Thank you for inviting me. This is such great, you know, it's so great to see you and talk with you this morning. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. And you know, Gabe, we're, we're heard in 32 countries and four continents, so I'm so pleased that the word can get out and our conversation can be heard across Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course your favorite podcast platform. Isn't that great? It's perfect. I can say only thank you in two languages. Thank you and merci. Ah, merci beaucoup. Merci à toi. <laughs> All right. So the first segment we decided and agreed upon, dear Gabe, is about your life as a teacher for the last 15 years. K-12 to executive students to plus 30 institutions on three continents. Europe, Africa, North America, please. Gabe, tell me all about this. This has been exciting. Yes, thank you. So for the 50, for the last 15 years, uh, for people to know, I start by uh, being a tutor to pay for my MBA and for my tuition fees. Yeah. So I was teaching in, a, in the for private families for the entire high school, college, K-12, okay. French, English, mathematics. So wow. I was already using education to pay for my education back in the That's days. fantastic. For almost three years. Uh, when I graduated from my PhD, then I, I started teaching at PSD. PSD, my and school. And I think that's where co- we met, right? That's where we met. That was like almost 12 years ago already. Oh <laughs> that's oh where my. we met. Yes, yes, that was like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I started teaching at PSD, one course at a time. Uh, then I started diversifying my portfolio based Gabe, on Gabe, the... Gabe, tell us mm-hmm. about, remind us what courses you taught, if you can just give a few. Ideas. Yes, so the, the main course I'm teaching is corporation management. Okay. Um, I have to set up a business. So business model design thinking Good. and and strong finance courses like corporate finance, valuation. And uh, so so depending on my background, I'm teaching right. cross, cross-functional classes and I'm trying to always link them together. So that's what mm-hmm. makes me unique, if I can say so, yeah, is yeah, I'm able to teach. I'm able to teach even if you know that my PhD is in geopolitics. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. You know me. I mean, that's my specialty too. Well. So, 
tell tell us so then so you you taught and then you taught at different levels you paid your way through i think this is the great story you know of this podcast today is innovation and entrepreneurship in higher education so um if you want to just tell us you have you worked on all these different continents too as well which is a fantastic experience just think of the young people listening to this podcast today what what tell tell us how you you were able to do that um uh you know and and what it brought to you as a person in terms of personal and maybe professional development yeah the 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 beauty was i was mostly at the beginning for the first five years i was only teaching in english because i did my education completely only in english so the mba the ba the phd and so i was teaching only in english that was why i was able to have let's say global schools like abs american business school first school of business okay. so even the population in this school was let's say international yes so it was kind of more comforting for me it was basically what I learned as a student. Mm -hmm. Then uh, most of the French schools start opening international program, like they're having Chinese program, Indian program. So we were starting using technology before COVID to actually, let's say, teach remotely. That's how we end up teaching in India from Paris before oh, wow. COVID time. <clears throat> But back in the can you day, tell us what year that was? When did when did you start doing that? And that year was around 2015, 15 and 16 okay. back then, because of the visa issue. Like you know, in France, sometimes it was really difficult to have them yes, visa. Yes, after the terrorist attacks. Yes, at the, yes. So it completely changed. Uh, led to the market for education. So some smart schools choose not to penalize the student, and they propose teacher to start teaching on Blackboard, on Google, and so basically they started. It was not mandatory. It was for the teacher who wanted to try uh, using. It was technology. experimental at that time, I believe. Yes, I remember. Yes, and uh, and I loved the idea, so I diving, I jump in, so I was able to let's say go to India, go to America, go to Africa <laughs> from my couch in Paris. That's fantastic. And, and you have to tell us about your origins. I mean, because you know it, that you have such a cross-cultural background and what you bring I think to the table is so enriching for, for students who who talk with you and for a colleague like me to, to get to know you can you tell us about your background your personal yes. background a little bit yes 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 so I'm an I'm a native Cameroonian okay. with American with American education okay. and uh, and I came to France really early I came to France I think in the latest 90s so I was okay. like 14, 15. Oh, okay. So, so I have three culture: French, American, and Cameroonian or African. Uh, so, I went to school in France. I went to school in London. Okay, I went to school a little bit in Geneva, mm -hmm. and uh, then I moved back to France to start my, let's say, my career life, okay. as uh, if I can say so, because I, it was the most comfortable place that I found here. You felt at home, probably. Yeah, I feel at home. Yes, it's been so long, that's so important. at some point, yes. Yeah, that's and, important. Uh, and uh, and I think I I kept that same kind of cross-cultural approach. Even when time comes for me to build my own family, I had yeah. to go far. I had to go far to to complete the cycle. You're, you're enriching yourself. You know. Uh, you know when we have back. You know multicultural backgrounds like I do and like you do. We we look for that multiculturality, don't we? We we like that. It's it's so it's so. It's enriching. comforting. 
Yes, yes, and and we need it. We're we're curious people, I think, and we want to know more. And I think you're like me; you embrace other cultures and nationalities, and um, it, it's just uh, it's it's fantastic, isn't it? No, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually really true what you're saying because when I was looking for my let's say partner in life, yeah, uh, uh, I don't want to put it that way, but in my mind, she had to be part of something I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah. that was part of the attraction I had. It was like, so I went to Eastern Europe or Central Europe, if you want to be precise. Well, the, the, there's an argument about that, you know <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> Even at home, it's an argument about it. <laughs> I call it Eastern Europe, she calls it Central Europe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I went to Czechoslovakia. She's technically right, but... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So no, no, so basically, so, so basically, as you know, now I have like three kids, so twins, boys, one elder kid of three years old. So they Fantastic. are also now. Congratulations. That's, that's so, that you have such a beautiful family. Congratulations, Gabe. Thank you. So listen, um, let, let's talk more about um, your, your beginnings and um, your, your life as a teacher, because I know that you like to teach. I, I've taught with you. I've, you know, we work together. T tell us more about uh, why you want to teach. So uh, to be honest, people don't know about it when they see me in class, but I come from a long line of entrepreneurs and teachers. So oh, okay. my, my mom, dad was in Africa, was one of the first pioneer when he came to agriculture. He was the first oh. to actually export pineapple worldwide from Cameroon. Wow. But before he became an entrepreneur, he was yeah. actually a teacher in really? his countryside. Yes. Really? Yes, my. So you grew up in this, this. In this, yeah. I know. I, I actually, I actually discovered that when I became a teacher, I had the full story from my mom later on. I didn't uh, know that. Later was, on, I, oh, yeah, I didn't out. know. How cool. Yes. How cool! My dad, my dad was actually an architect and also building cities in Africa, but before he became that business entrepreneur, he was actually teaching at university before that? becoming his own business. So before I was born. So I still so you didn't have know. it in your blood, but you didn't know it. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. So when I told my mom, I'm, mom, I'm going to teach, she said, I'm not surprised because all the men in my life, your, my dad, your dad, basically were just all started like this and then became entrepreneur. So it was like writing a story. It's a natural, it's a natural yes, transition natural, yes. for your beginning anyway. That's and, I, and, and it was not planned. So so the thing is, when I was teaching kids like uh, 18, 16, 14, uh, most of my clients used to give me for three, four, five, three years, basically. So I was taking the kid really young and then they were saying they were so happy with the job. Wow. Like I was developing a kind of emotional connection with the kid and I was growing with him. So from you 12 to- like a mentor to him, basically. I became a mentor like this. And what I didn't know was that was affecting me. So even the, my perception of education was shaped by that K-12 approach. So when I went to the, let's say, to the big boy league with uh, the, let's say, bachelor program, MBA program, uh, I had to use what I knew of education. So right. I was making a mix between what my, let's say, my new colleague, my former teacher was doing, but mostly what I learned from those kids. Sure. So I found out that uh, having a kind of emotional connection with the student, even if they are 20, 21, 22, mm -hmm. it, it helped me a lot in defining my own style, if That's I can fantastic. say so. So I was more obsessed with the student to learn and improve the skills than to grade them. So I started back in the days building workshop. It was not really French style, 
to create okay. a, a workshop class. It was yeah. like, no, we like we like theory. You need to have 50 pages of theory. And I told them, no, I only care about practice. Yeah. So it took time for the market to catch up. But yeah. when they catch up on the workshop approach, then I became kind of famous in the industry, and uh, we just start ordering that workshop a lot. So yes, yeah, so I, I I love to teach. I think you know. Remember, I love to teach. I love I to share. <laughs> you're passionate. I think you're a passionate person. Anyway, Gabe, the the Gabe Gale that I know is a passionate person, and I think uh, that uh, is everything from the heart, right? From the heart, yes. From the heart. From the heart is uh, I because uh, the, the 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 I learned from that kid to approach that. You might see those kids or those young people in three years, four years. They will become your 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 colleague. They will be like they will become your friends, yeah. uh, and very very early in my customers. career. Or your customers, yes, or your customers, or you're gonna become their customer one day, and yeah. they will trust you because they exactly. know what you were. So exactly. from the very beginning, it was really clear in my mind. So that's why when I start uh, my placement agency quickly, because I make my I became a super teacher kind of because I was if I can say so I start scouting my best MBA student uh -huh. and when they graduated I told them like each one do you want to join me in my business in my this beautiful to share because I feel you have it in you yeah. from your group project Fantastic. so my first prototype was actually my graduate my alumni if I can say so really? that I had for bachelor to master Fantastic. so we spent three years and then yes yeah, so today my first 10 teachers was actually most of them was oh, my former student. Wow. Yes. So That's they, the way they to build yeah. build up a business, build up a network, and then exactly. you know, make these human connections, which are so valuable. And and you build your emotional intelligence and you build theirs as well. That that's just a fantastic project, Gabe. Thank you. It's challenging because it demands a lot of because emotion drives you high and low because you get more affected either way. Yes, yes that's true. But, but, uh, but in time like COVID right now, uh, it helps me a lot because no matter what happened on Teams or anything else, they know that the teacher is doing his best uh, for the right. class. So right. when they know that you're actually giving yourself to be in front of them, they show some kind of respect or at least they value your presence. Yes. It's more than just because there was a difficulty. You know what I'm talking about when they tell you like, okay, we pay for you to be in front of us. So just do your show and please don't overdo it. So <laughs> the benefit of this was that would never happen because it's really clear that when you're in front of them, they feel like they are lucky to have you. So because the more I was growing my business, let's say as an individual, as a person, uh, the, the need I had to pay for the rent disappeared over the time. I got to yeah. be I was lucky. Yeah. But I, I, I still had to find the same anger to be in the, like to be in classroom. So when yes, so when they were looking at your at my LinkedIn profile at the beginning, they were like, okay, he's a young prodigy. prodigy. Mm -hmm. And when they were looking at my profile after ten years, okay, he's no longer a young prodigy. But the guy really liked to be here with us. Like, why are you in, in front of us? Like, they can see CEO or whatever other stuff. Like, why are you doing with us? I said, no, I, this is my time. This is where I actually have fun. That's Being in front thrive. of you is yes, like what I tried. So it's it's more than just cash. It became basically part of my, like I said, I have my kids and I also have my students. Yeah, you have a big family. Yes, so but you know what, Gabe? I've always told my students and those I've worked with is, and I've been doing some mentoring, and as you have, 
um, in the last five years with the women's group, women's foreign policy group in Washington. And you know what I tell them, Gabe? I tell them, work with passion. Don't work for anything else. Do what you want to do, like what you do, or do what you like. And, and I think that's what I hear in your voice and, and your experience, that you are driven, you are passionate. And I think it, uh, as we say in French, cette porte, you know, that, that really carries yes, that's you. That's the word, that's the word. It's properly said in French. It's like the way we carry you because like I said, um, we just go through a really difficult time, you know, uh, the pandemic and yes. the education was the most affected. As a teacher, I never seen something like this. No, I never saw no. so much change. So even change in technology doesn't, so I'm a person who need emotion who need to touch my student take the shoulder and uh, make make them laugh uh, lock the door and make them work for four hours without break and then take a one hour break so i'm using the space as part of my tools to teach so, so when we have having yes. that screen between you and them that must have been so, very hard to be honest with you you can ask our friends they will tell you on the first week when we had the lockdown i basically told all the schools i cannot teach online I told all the clients, really? so yes, I told them, all of them, I can't. I took almost 10 days off, like I can't, like I told them I can't. So it became a big issue because I say no. I told them my entire body is designed to be in a classroom. I don't even know how to create a course without having people in front of that. Yeah. I panicked. I had a real, I had a real panic attack. I, you can ask my wife, she would tell you. I was completely lost. So I took 10 days off, including weekends. So I redesigned completely myself for 10 days. I basically spent time talking to myself in the mirror to try to actually <laughs> anticipate my yeah, emotion. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, I had, yeah, I had to redefine myself. And so uh, you back, finally realized that you could do that online? Yes, online, yes. I, I, I didn't what would you to say? What would you say? What would your recommendations be to someone? So you went through this very difficult period because you literally had to transform the way you teach. teach. You're so, you know, in touch and physically in touch with your students, saying that you want to live their emotions. And and exactly. I know that you're a very emotional and and generous person. So how did you change? What what changed for you in in these teachings online with this pandemic? I I understood quickly that uh, it was not like uh, the the student won't be able to change because they already have issues to be in the classroom. So yeah. you cannot expect them to change. So I told myself it's the contain of the course who has to change. The amount of information you can share face to face yeah. is not the same you can do online. You have to go straight to the point who actually match the attention. Yeah. So I had to redesign entirely my course and just keep the part like I became a TV show. Like they need to, <laughs> when they're plugging, they yeah. have a TV show. Even if the course is three hours, I have to be able to give them one hour and a half or two hours of pure TV show. By when they interact, they play, they act, we take breaks, we I, I put the camera on each time. I you became more fun. I make jokes. <laughs> then I then I, I learned that Excel is my best friend. So I switched most of my uh, advanced calculus on Excel, sharing my screen, telling them that the good thing with with internet is with the teams. You will be able to actually have my correction directly at the end of the class completely wow. safe wow. you will have my feedback recorded so maybe your question will be in so i i had to tell them how teams microsoft teams or blackboard or anything yeah. else was actually an asset for my advanced classes fantastic and how you turned yeah. it around how you turned turning it around yes so because I, I i had to redefine it so I, so basically i told them like 
it won't be the same course face to face but online. It's a different. It's a different. It's a different product basically. It's a different product, and uh, and uh, yes, it took me ten days. It took me ten days to get there. It took me a few feedback of the first confinement to be able to upgrade the service. And don't forget that I also had, by the time of COVID, my own team of teachers. So I had to upgrade myself fast and then upgrade my teachers. Otherwise, they would be drowning. So, yes, so it, it, then it became, so I, I had to pick one platform. It was Microsoft Teams because yeah. it was, you Is are, that you the were, best, that you it, felt no. was the best platform for you? I'm not getting paid by Microsoft yet. But but it was it, it is the best. I tried all of them. It is okay. the best because I started imposing it to the schools because it was the only one where you can record your session even in advance. You can in split advance. them into groups. Yes, in advance. Okay. You launch a session like this, you record it. Okay. You can have access to it. You can create an exam. You can create a workshop. You can create whatever you you can. I was creating my entire class from first day to last day, all available when they log in. Wow. They only press the button they were in my classroom so it, 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 the, the school has issued to master it because they were just sharing sharing link like on skype yeah they were sending link to a session but what i say was like no i need to have my classroom online so i was taking the student list building an entire virtual classroom inside inside james oh putting goodness. all my syllabus everything there and it took time but when the kids arrived there they have everything ready, like mashed potatoes. They were really happy. Oh, I don't have to take notes. Everything is there. Then, no note taken. Now we can interact. So basically, it became a kind of TV show, like a Netflix for teacher. <laughs> yes. You're a star, Gabriel. You're a star. You know what? Thanks. I'm going to stop you there because we have mm -hmm. uh, two more segments to do. Uh, and this will is a nice segue into the next segment, which is an entrepreneur. And I want exactly. you to talk more about your entrepreneurial spirit. You sort of touched on it a little bit, but I'd like to build on that if you would. So yes. uh, let's let's stop here for now and I'll, I'll see you in the second segment. Definitely. See you there. Thank you so much. back with Gabriel Dutou. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. This is just such a wonderful conversation that we're having. So the second segment, uh, Gabe, as we agreed, is your life as an entrepreneur. Now, um, I know you, you've had a long life, uh, but now we're going to talk about your life as an entrepreneur and managing director of DTN Europe. You sort of touched on it, your, your teaching network and an on-demand staffing placing, placement agency, which you've mentioned also, now providing academic engineering and teaching contractors in France and Morocco, including being a program dean. So um, thank you so much again for joining me today. Thank you to invite me. I'm so happy to be here. Merci, Hélène, merci. <laughs> merci à toi. So talk to us more. You started to tell us a little about your entrepreneurship. And as we finished the last segment, you were telling us how you had to adapt you had to adapt to your model, right? Yes. So, so, so yes. So, I never stopped teaching, but uh, around 2014, 15, uh, I had to evolve, let's say, my activity because when I said teaching, I was a contractor. It means I was a sole proprietorship. I was already a business person, okay. so I was involved in the school, but with only one, let's say, entity. Yeah. 
So in the like more or less, let's say seven, eight years ago, ten years ago, the school stopped asking me like, do you know a good teacher who can actually teach your class? Or sometimes I was getting booked by a school. Then they had the same planning. I couldn't be at the same class, the same place oh. at the same time. So I had to make some kind of recommendation. Like so, at the beginning it became like that. At the beginning I was just using my network to actually make my friend get some more hours getting in you remember how we were working yeah, like, i remember yeah you there i'm here so we switch we exchange good uh, let's say politeness mm -hmm. then uh then at some point i had to start transforming my student into teachers the one who asked me sir i want to teach i was training them sharing my powerpoint with them giving them access to my entire let's say knowledge and then wow. putting them in my classes so then I started receiving feedback from the from the school like, oh, you're doing a really good job. It's so such a shame you don't have more of this. So then I told myself like, okay, this, if you have two years of trial and it's working, maybe it might be good to try a business. So then I told them I don't have time. So I did on purpose for like a few weeks. I said, no, I won't help you. Both parties just to see how they're going to react. And then I made a joke one day, like I increased the price rate by 20 euros. It was, I won't tell which school, but I think <laughs> she, okay. she, she will remember that day. Yes, I, I do. Say, I, yes, I just say like, no, the, the person is not available for less than that. It's more expensive than me. The person said, yes, I'm so desperate. It's, it's during two weeks, we had a cancellation. Yeah, we'll just do what you have to do. So I just make a transaction, like what I was doing for the last three years. And then I earn, let's say you have like, 50 hour class, you take it 20 euros margin, they give you easily, let's say, 1,000 euros. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, 1,000 euros compared to my own teaching is actually a good ratio. <laughs> so then it became a business model. Then I basically started putting more structure into it. I start basically training more the teachers. I start training them you because train the more them. they were, oh. yeah, I trained them. So because when they were trained, they were doing good performance. If they're doing I good guess. performance, they have more classes. Exactly. If they have more classes, I have more thank yous. Exactly. <laughs> well, it all yeah, makes more sense. revenue. Yes, and you more recommendation. So you were so good to give back, too, to your students and, and those exactly. who admired you. You know how that relationship is. You and I have worked on and mm -hmm. it's so important to be able to transmit. Not everybody is is you know is going to do that with you, but you, you can always tell which ones and you can pick um, mm -hmm. which ones. And I've always said, you know, when I when I walk into a classroom, I know which are the leaders and which are the followers, for example. Exactly. So you, you did just that. Tell, tell us more. Yeah, so I because the, the most difficult thing for a teacher or for a newbie in the industry is to have a first shot. You need a school to take a bet on you. Yeah, like yeah. the guy has a nice CV, but he never been in a classroom. How do you know if fit to teach? If you don't give him a shot, you will never know. Yeah. So because I was given my a chance to be able to teach on the same spot, I told myself I need to share the same kind of faith in the future teachers. So at the beginning, I was taking my classes, then I was having them as let's say guest speakers, like they were joining me for free. Then they were so it was like a training pattern for them. Then I would then they will have feedback from the student given to the school, and then the school will say, Let's try to have him alone without you because we don't know oh. if it's good. Yes. <laughs> so then sometimes they were asking me to give away my class for him to try. So the, yes. So I give it away. Oh, that, that's a risk for you too. It's a, a risk. It's a business risk. So basically, it took more or less three, four years, like like two, three years like that, like basically for doing placement. Then in 2018, uh, I had a big contract from a big school who asked me like they wanted to create the kind of it was for a kind of a certification. 
they were training people okay. unemployed. Okay. They told me they have to be in 11 cities in France and uh, they needed to have like 40 teachers, uh, live class at the same time in 11 Fantastic. cities. So it was a wow. huge, it was a huge pipeline and they have no teachers. So basically I told them, yes, I can do it. So it was so big, I had to transform my small agency yeah. into something bigger. So it became DTN due to teach network, okay, like uh, uh, LLC company. Right. I put it in place and then I basically start raising more teachers. It became easier for communication because I have a clear brand image. Uh, it, I had to put some structure by now trying to prospect the school with the portfolio of teachers already available. Uh, we start basically also providing, for example, I was designing full program for schools. Wow. Like from A to Z, from African wow. student for Asian student, yes. English, French. I was assisting schools for their certification. ASCSB, uh, every English or American right. certification. I was making right. the, let's say the ugly work, but yeah. what I like, yes. <laughs> it, in, in the meantime, I was lucky to become, I think I was, I became the, the head of program of Min Telecom, is the French MIT wow. for the bachelor part, yes. So I designed the entire. Good for you. Thank you. I, I, I left and you you went on to prosper. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave me the room. You gave me the room. It was wow. easier. It was easier. That's fantastic. So, so, so I put that in place. And uh, when I started to so whatever I was doing at my individual level, it became also part of the corporate level. So and then basically the so the, the, it was really simple. The, the, the school need teachers. But the issue is you don't have a teacher marketplace where you find them. Right. Uh, for most people, they have that perception you only have PhD. PhD is only available in the university. In the business school, you also have experts yes. who have, for example, a master's degree and five years on the job. Okay, so they need both. They need the mix of contractors exactly. and. But I, but I remember, is, it, Gabe. Uh -huh. Is is it now the way it used to be? I remember because I don't have a PhD like you do, but mm -hmm. I have tons of years of experience what is the what is the ratio now i remember it was like 90 10 is it still that way where they want so many phds and then just a small portion of business people what does that look like now the 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 the, the oldest answer is is actually 90 10 but 90 contractor and 10 percent phd but because now the market oh. became really tight for the french school they want to have all the american and european skis ascsb they oh. forced to maintain between 40 to 60 percent of let's say what they call enseignant chercheur so okay. if a school want to have kid master and all those beautiful grade because that also increase the value of the degree of course, so of course. the cost of the degree the price mm. so they make a bet for that so now even the smaller school are becoming now more visible need to change the the, the yeah. weight of contractors I believe but, at, yeah. but at the global level at the global level worldwide into the united states you have more or less than 70 percent of contractors in any given school How about for that? yes because they, they are not fixed costs they only they only charge the school when you have enough demand so imagine during the COVID time if you were having 90 percent of employees you're going to be in trouble because yeah. there will be less demand, less classes, but they have fixed contract. Yeah, With contractors, yeah. you receive emails saying, hello, Gabriel, we, we, we are sorry to inform you, but due to the COVID, your class has been shut down or we have less group available and you're a contractor. You just say, oh, so sorry, and see you next semester. For an employee, for an employee, it's not the same story. No, no. <laughs> you have to find them hours. You have to find them hours. Yeah, oh, you have to pay for those that, hours. That, that, that's so, right. So, that's the reality. So, so to be honest, in my case, the COVID became a beautiful opportunity in terms of cash revenue because 
the best teacher on the market, like you, for example, some say no to technology, like I did at the beginning. And the well, moment I, I said didn't. no, <laughs> then me, I did. I said no at the beginning, then I, then I obeyed. But some say no, and it became a kind of brother fair with the school. Yeah. And and when the school was having the brother fair with the teacher, if they were if they were lucky to have me around, they would ask me, "Do you have a backup for this class?" If I say yes, then they tell the teacher, "You can go away because we have somebody who's going to be able to take over and do it properly the right way." Yeah. So it became a kind of huge powers for my teachers. So if the half part they can adapt to uh, online teaching. Thank you. That's a key word that I wanted to bring up. As you, as an entrepreneur, you have to know how to adapt, right? Adapt. And your adapt. ability to adapt, even though you had to think about it for 10 days. <laughs> but but was yeah. important. I think you were trying to reimagine your business model, your way of functioning, and how you could use technology. And you obviously embraced technology. Tell exactly. us about that. Yes, so so I was fortunate enough, I was lucky enough to be able to be approached in uh, 2019 by a Swiss fund called Elvetia Education Group. So they approached me back in the days to basically, because they also have youth school around Asia and the world, and they were asking me to basically bring them to African market. That was the beginning of the story. And uh, the more they were losing, looking closer at my profile, then they say, by the way, what? Like what you're doing right now is not that crazy. It's crazy because it doesn't exist, <laughs> but it's interesting. So we, we came to an agreement and the idea became like how to transform APN. So basically that placement agency would take teacher needs, supply to the school and take school's need, supply to the teachers and make a service space in the middle. It looked that simple, but- That's fantastic. So, so we decided to create Connect. So Connect was the, let's say the baby of, that like had to make me a computer. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I, I thought it would be easy. And then I discovered that I'm spending more time doing emotional connection, building network, literally with program manager, with teacher. And it's not that easy to put that emotional intelligence into a, a coding. Hard, so, hardware, or software. hardware, yes, or software. <laughs> so I was so frustrated because I thought it would be like this, like it would be like a click and everything would go easily. Uh, we found out that uh, people also got used, like teacher got used for me to be calling them, making sure like we build a real, it was a small family business, if I can say so, 20, 30 teachers. I know all of them. We yeah. can have a relationship. We can have that's coffee fantastic. at least Already once a have month. That link, I think that's very important, you know, when you're building a business, uh, Gabe, mm -hmm. and I wanted to just stop a moment on that when you're building your business and i've listened to you talking uh, throughout these two segments already you you have to have people that you can rely on uh, exactly. right and and this is the strength uh, the foundation i guess of good business practice wouldn't you say exactly exactly because in my in my let's say former business for my detailed business um, assisted up employees. I, did have, I was the, let's say, one-man show. Uh, they mm -hmm. like to call me my Swiss partners to a one-man show. I was actually with a team of 30, 40 contractors who basically called themselves the team. They were proud to go to a campus and say, Fantastic. I'm the end teachers. We are a fly, we are a guarantee of quality, of flexibility, of technology. And, and your like reputation, that. they're riding on your reputation. Exactly. And your, and your coattails, everything that you created had become a brand and a respectable brand. Exactly. What a lesson in, in building so, a business. Look, I, I had to be honest with the school. If, when I recommend a teacher, if something wrong happened, 
the blame only fall on me. Yeah, so it was the, it was the deal. Like, out. yes, if, if if something goes well, it goes to the teacher because he was the one performing. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah, so, but but it was the and and the issue was, as you behave like a family, it only take one of us to fail in a school for all of us to pay the price because it's one single brand, one single invoicing. Yeah, yeah. So we had to actually move as a whole. So my sharing skills of sharing my PowerPoint, I also pass it through my teacher. So they didn't have competition among themselves. You go in to get a class, you sick, you great. call your friend, back me up. So we don't lose, we don't lose one day with the yeah. client. Yeah. But because we're using the same PowerPoint, you know exactly where to stop, you know exactly where to stay over, it's the same That's invoicing. Fantastic. Wow. So it became a kind of like a consulting firm for education. Yeah. Yes. So we call ourselves like doing showmen. We were getting in the classroom. So most of them are really young because they were my former students. So they know exactly what it's like to get expected in the classroom. But they had your class too. I think that's an advantage. Yes. <laughs> they already are training. They already are training. I told them you already trained. You already know exactly what I need. <laughs> They're pre-trained, right? <laughs> yeah, you pre-trained. It's really cost efficient. I don't have to train you again. All I have to do now is just to make I sure. Love uh, I yes, love so. it. I love it. Listen, can I just ask you something about quality? Um, because yes. you've been doing all this and you've had you've been very successful and you've trained others. Can you talk to us about the quality? Um, how, how does quality enter? What kind of standards? Do you use any yes. standards? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. So uh, it also takes a little bit of let's say, ethnocentric approach because you need to have a reference point. So I told myself, I need, I'm going to use what I did in the past mm -hmm. as my reference point. Like, what did I do correctly? Mm -hmm. who brought me more schools and what was the mistake I made who made me lose some clients because it happened in the time I, I also sure. lost some clients of course. so of course I was putting the blame always on the schools if I lost the schools but never on the students so I was collecting student feedback I found out the only truth in this industry is the student feedback you can be the best teacher from Harvard you can go in the wrong classroom if you don't understand what they expect from you that day it won't be a beautiful show that's you can so you can change you can change class campus change classroom you do exactly the same speech and you become a superstar <laughs> so i i came to the point like okay it doesn't make sense so actually the only common matter is the students so i told my teachers okay you need to create first a beautiful content okay and 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 the more you told the same contain okay you get familiar to it you need less PowerPoint because it's like yeah, doing the same same story again all you have to do is to adapt now the work example, the case study, the correction to your audience. If you're teaching engineering schools, they have different perception of the market. Exactly. You have to adapt your example so to good. their business. Yeah. Teaching communication schools, so you have to adapt yourself on the example yeah, side. Sir. Yes, visuals. Because most teachers were just making one single PowerPoint and just set it everywhere. The issue yeah. is at some point, it will work here, it won't work there. Exactly. So, if you adapt a little bit, you customize a little bit, just the example part, then you have a tailor-made, let's say, content for your students. Then I put myself a requirements. You need to have more or less a mix between really deep, old example to show how far you can go yes. to prove your point and also really most recent event yes. for them to feel like a teacher is still in the mood. So yeah. a teacher is like a journalist. He needs to follow the news. Yes. You need to be on the, it's actually, you need so to, you're a product, you need to tell us I'm a, I'm an old luxury, like I'm been there for a long time, but I'm still trendy. 
<laughs> so that that was the challenge. So for my teacher, uh, it was easy for them because I was I was basically also making a beautiful margin, but I was providing them all that. They have my entire PowerPoint available, my entire feedback. So all they had to do was to define themselves and fit and fit in themselves the, into fit the themselves into the content, yeah. basically. Yes, and, and and thing became really interesting when some of my teachers, so my former student or, 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 or relatives, they basically decided started flow by themselves. They were able to go find new school out of my network wow. and bring it home. So when you have somebody, you're charging him maybe 25% margin or commission margin, and the guy goes and find a new market and bring it to you, okay? You know, okay, something would happen here because normally you're supposed to go, take it, keep it, run away. Yeah. And bring it back. <laughs> but that's short-lived, if you think about it. The, 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 that, that would not last too long because exactly. you know, yes, they, exactly. they cut themselves off and that would be, I don't think they would do that to you, do you? Some some happen because it was also kind of a test. Yeah. But the only way to know how good your, let's say your team building is, is by being challenged by that kind of situation. So the best one was able to, so when they start bringing me more market, I had to upgrade my business by saying, okay, we have a common base rate, like we all agree on. Yeah, yeah. And the more you actually bring us, you don't lose classes or bring more classes. I'm going to reduce my margin close to wow. zero because wow. thanks to you yeah. all the teacher has classes because you perform so well in this campus they order for 10 courses that's i need nice. to find a way to reward you you becoming yeah. an ambassador so, yeah, so that's fantastic so this so basically it was easier for them to use my brand to increase their their market than to go and become my competition if i can say so that's and terrific. so so you know what we're going to end there because we want to mm -hmm. talk about helvetia connect and exactly. I know you have, I know you have a train to catch. So thank you. <laughs> we're we're going to stop, here, my dear Gabe, and we're going to come okay. back to the third segment. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you. segment three with Gabriel Dutou. Gabriel, how's it going? This is a great discussion we're having today oh, on innovation and entrepreneurship and education. Yes, fantastic, Elaine. I don't want to catch my train. I want to miss it on purpose to stay with you here. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time. And it's so, you know, we've known each other for many num number of years. And I really do, I mean, I'm learning because, you know, I left and then came back. So I'm so glad we reconnected again. I just want to thank you again for taking the time today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you again. All Merci. right. So this third segment, dear Gabe, we're going to talk about your life as an innovative ed tech COO since 2020 yes. with Helvetia Education Group, SA, and then the deployment of Helvetia Connect SaaS, the first cloud-based on-demand staffing solution for higher ed. Now, you remember in the last segment that we talked, um, dear Gabe, you, you had a hard time adapting to technology, but visibly you've taken a big step. <laughs> oh, yes. I, yes, it's true. I, I, I had a test of technology in 19 because of COVID, then I was no longer afraid. So when the opportunity <laughs> came, yes. Yeah, so 
it was kind of um, new because I didn't expect to have a, let's say, a professional opportunity during COVID time because we met, Difficult. Yeah. we met like in December and by, by March we were already in business. So basically, and the COVID came right away there. So it gave me also tremendous time to think. I was able to stay more hours at home, no more transportation to Paris. So it, well, how did that affect you and your family? I imagine that must've been a, in a godsend in, in a way, right? The COVID or the, um, the business? <laughs> well, both. both. I mean, both, yeah. Yes, the, 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 um, the, the good thing was you spend around three hours per day as a contractors just on transport. Exactly. You, we, we mostly live in sub, suburban Paris. Schools can be close to Eiffel Tower or close to Disney. Yeah. You have no idea. So yeah. just by that, I was spending at least three hours per day at home. More. Yeah. Wow. I was waking up late because my my class was like we were just like kitchen bedroom living room <laughs> so, so actually the the, the the moment i adapt to technology became beautiful for my oh. for my for my side it also gave me those three hours four hours per day to be able to start thinking about a new business model yeah. with Asia. so the company was is called elevation education group sa so a swiss investment company so when they reached me and we decided to actually not go left and right, but actually transform the into a business as so a service, like a basically like a software solution for companies. So how to automate everything I've been doing in the past 12 years yeah. into something that can be scalable. That was a challenge. That, that's, the most, was, that's the biggest challenge, I believe, in businesses, yes. right? The scale, yes, scale, to be able to scale, scale and have the technology yes. and the personnel and the infrastructure, correct? Infrastructure, yes, because to be able to, let's say, increase the revenue of DTN, it would take crazy amount of people to do the same manual stuff. So exactly. it was clear to us that we had to make it scalable. And when we were actually looking for that, uh, because there was not only one brain, but more brain available around the city, we can even make something even better even stronger than what you're doing, we can actually even include student feedback. We can now automate the quality control of the teachers. So we can actually now uh, actually say automate the invoicing for your teachers as well. So instead of going on Excel, taking every papers, you can all automate the entire operation process. So that's how, that's how they say, why you try to solve one problem, if you can just put all of them in one basket and we solve it at once. So that how Connect started. So it took us more or less one year to be okay. able to to develop the solution. To basically also uh, we we made multiple pivots because you create one entity here, then you found that is blocking the next process. Okay. Do you want to choose between those two, or you destroy to build a yeah, better one? That's so the hardest people, part, isn't it? People don't yeah. see people don't see the the entire let's say making up. Yeah. process but it was it's still really challenging is it so it was it was yes 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 because i never work i never worked in the team before yes i work a little bit but i was more like a one-man show person yeah as yeah. i told you i was teaching i was training teachers but basically it was always be me 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 myself and i right, right. to make this yes <laughs> the, to trinity, make this, the holy trinity yes yes <laughs> taking risk i was the only one paying the risk in case i'm making the wrong move i'm paying the cost yeah. but now it was a bigger boat it was bigger liabilities, bigger cost of making. You had people with more experience than me in front of me. People That's who actually crazy. worked for Protec for PNG for 20 years. Wow. You have people who was working for financial market for 15 years. People who opened their own business, closed it, opened new ones. So I was with people who was not teaching business. 
their life was business. Yeah. So I had to become a little bit small, if I can say so, mm. but really proud of my achievement. Because well, sure. otherwise, they won't be there. No. And uh, it took us time to dance, to also start speaking the same language. Yeah. And when it was done, we were able to also attract more people who was believing in the project, more sure. technology, more skilled people, more sales, more communication. You can see on LinkedIn, the team start growing like crazy. And, uh, and, and, and it was really comforting for me because it was telling me like, you have more and more people who believe into your project. Like, like I was not crazy 20 years, 15 years ago, and uh, it's, that was the right path. <laughs> so, so today, uh, Connect basically is had a challenge to be able to serve those uh, 30 schools that they already had. That was the kind schools. of, wow. yes, that, like and, this. And where, are they mostly in Europe or around the world? So, 90% is in, is in France, okay. but, we, but we also have now, because our team is also cross-cultural, we also have Brazil, we also have now Morocco, we also have, we have multiple, we have multiple schools. And, uh, and the challenge is how to actually either create a standard product or we'll right. be able to fit every single market, okay. or are we designing ourselves for each market? Ah, so. Yeah. Normally, you're supposed to respond to that question after a few years on the market. But in our case, because of technology, we're supposed to respond to it even before getting in the market. So it's really challenging. We're collecting data as it comes. Um, I, won't be, I will be honest with you. COVID was really good for me as an entrepreneur for DPN at a small level. But at the corporate level, COVID became a really pain for me because it became painful for why? Because at the corporate level, you need to be able to talk with the companies, talk exactly. to the school board of directors. And you weren't able to do that. No, because it's, that's the funny thing. The, the, the online conversation, when you're trying to pitch somebody, uh, when it gives you 20 minutes because team says so or zoom says so there's no one minute more or less uh he's not able to express himself properly because he will tell you let's book another meeting so the selling yes the the kind of uh making the consumer understand that we're not trained to solve anymore just to put a teacher in the classroom we're trained to solve your entire education let's say on demand staffing issue it took us multiple meetings with the same client for him to understand the whole part so, because he only gave you 20 minutes, is that it? He can give you 20, even even one hour, because he's only giving you one minute, one meeting. One then minute. he would he would tell Get it you all out, right? Yeah, but he would That's tell difficult. you. Let's book another meeting. But every time you book a meeting, it's not like you could different... meet somebody in person, right? And this is where technology sort of fails, and in sort of uh, human human emotions or intelligence that you were talking about in the first segment, yes. you don't have that personal connection. You couldn't go out and meet your clients, correct? No, I couldn't. Yes, I, could, I spend I spend like I said, I I, I teach maybe in five different schools during COVID, and they never actually met me. Those schools. We sign everything online, but it means for me as an entrepreneur, yeah. uh, I couldn't actually count them as my clients because I didn't build any trust with those people. You didn't have any that connection? No. So I just I was just a number or a screen there, if I can say so. And mm -hmm. to be able to and how easy it is for me to put a teacher in a school at one teacher at a time, sure. to be able to do the same thing on the scale base, I need 
to have human interaction. Sure, sure. You need to you need to be in a room, people watching your product, your product, asking you life strong question, asking their teams what they think, be able to feel and see how they either impress. Yeah. But just solution. Oh, oh, la la. Either too much or so, 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 so. So, so this is this is what we may say that is maybe the weak point of, of technology, technology and not being able to be in person with somebody and be able to, you know, how you. Uh, I know you're you're very passionate, and you, I don't know mm -hmm. if you can feel that passion across. I mean, I know you, and I can feel your passion it, through it, our talk here because you know we can see. We know each other. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we know, know each other. So, so when we're talking, we're actually enjoying the moment. But yeah. when you have a new person you never met before, for him to become comfortable with you yeah. in 30 minutes, he's just he's still <laughs> thinking, should I, should I smile or not to the guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, when, you yeah. are, when you are face to face, the way you dress, the way you, the way you talk, the way you even smell, some yeah. people will just like a perfume. Do you know I have to say something, you know, what they've done now, the studies that, that, that they've done over time now that mm -hmm. we've been spending so much time on Zoom, etc. They said that uh, people can't determine uh, what a human, what the other person is like by just seeing this part of them. Uh, it's because they don't see the body language or the rest of the body. I show my hand because for me, it's, I, need, I need my hand to be able to guide myself like in the classroom. Sure. But some people, you don't even see the hands. You only see the face and it look like yeah. a cartoon. So <laughs> <laughs> some people put fake background because they're hiding something. So yeah. <laughs> so it's and, and presenting technology using technology is it became really difficult. Yeah. So so the good thing was we make it evolve and, and I have a so good strong teams like I call them management board. They actually were able to make me pass a cap as a professional. Like they took me as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and they made me understand that okay, what it takes to go to the other level is more the than next that. Next level. That's yes, fantastic. you need structure. So you you're need, growing yes. too. This, this is a, this is a great experience for you, right? So That's the reality. You small. You're, mm -hmm. You get to the second level. Now you're really up to a top level now. Where can you go from here? What do you expect to do with this new group, Helvetia Education Group? So the, my personal agenda, because I always have my own agenda since I'm, I was in Africa running around the street. I would yeah. go to France one day. <laughs> Uh, until now, I find a way to get it. My is is basically right now. To You're very connect. motivated, Gabriel. Oh, You're yes, very motivated. Yes. I, I call connect my life, like my my education career legacy. Because wow. I was I was I was starting to think when I get my first kid, like three years ago, mm -hmm. that teaching is my passion, but I won't be able to keep it up because I have something and more within yeah. my time. Sure. I was working 40 hours a week. But you were like single eight. then too, right? And yes, I was single alone. <laughs> four, four years ago, I was single. Four years there ago, you I was go. single. Yes. So, so in four years, I found out people have time for any, for something else. Like your wife takes time, your kid takes time, everything takes time away. That's right. So <laughs> it became a big challenge. And yeah. like I said, I'm not the same uh, man I was 15 years ago when I was starting this in terms of financial situation. So, so I told myself, I, for the last four years, every single year, I say I'm going to stop teaching. That's even why I started DTN, for me to stop teaching and giving all my class away to my network. 
that was my main goal wow. so con- so connect is actually made for that connect is made for me to stop teaching like to give you, away my given, time you've given so much right you've given yes. so much and you've paid all that forward and you've created a tremendous network with your former students so mm-hmm. so now uh, as you as a person so you're going now you're in the coo role what, what's yes. next for you or can i say what's what's next yeah <laughs> yes the, the next is for yes is for connect to become let's say i really believe that connect will completely change uh education business the same discussion we have with uber for transportation the same we have with airbnb and booking for real for hospitality yeah, yeah. my my I, i use this company and case study in all my classes and i really believe from my case point of view that uh, if the market understand connect i really believe we find a way to crack the on-demand staffing business uh, and using my emotion because I, yeah. i it was designed for teachers to be able or contractors to be able to secure the revenue stream okay. to optimize the time not yeah. to teach a class monday and the next one in two months to be able to so, so have a life about that tell, tell yes, us about be- your ideas because like you and i both know we, we taught for example if you had a 30 hour class you did three hours a week and it was spaced yes. over and that's actually it's not tenable really yes so I, I, i will give you numbers ideas. i will give you real numbers okay i will take my case for example let's say a typical class let's say you're in you in ub or everything is new you're charging 50 euros per hours okay i'm an old professor i'm charging 100 bucks per hours 100 euros per hours what do you prefer do you want to have 10 hours per week at 100 euros let me give you 100 euros per week or do you want to be booked let's say let's say uh eight hours a day for three days at 50 bucks right now for teachers they're gonna have one more class in the morning on monday one class in the evening on monday six hours gap between the classes but those six hours are not paid by anybody sure and the, and the day is dead because they cannot go back home they oh, have yeah. to wait the next class yeah. so this can happen every single day of every single week of the year so you will be busy the entire year for maybe 20 of your actual time hmm. you won't be able to enjoy your free time because no. your planning sucks Yeah. You won't get a good paycheck because you don't have enough volume on the same campus. Yeah. Yeah. So me when I, when I was a teacher, this was not possible. I explained to the school, if you book me, I'm willing to lose the cost like the price for you, sure. but book me for six hours. Book me yeah. for four hours. Wow. Or help me get into your neighbor's school. So when I come on your campus, I just spend one on you, one on the other one, it became a full day. And then it became really interesting the day for me. I was getting out for let's say 75 euros. I had basically six hours on the same campus for two schools. That's then that's it became a a, yes, it became a 500 euros day. Then all I had to do was to duplicate. So I told myself we connect. Want to ask you for the scheduling for the calendar? Yeah, yeah. My my hope is to be able to make connect a system to make to duplicate the same process. Because okay. for me, a good a good calendar for a teacher is. The having gap between hours, between days. And, and this is able, all online, Gabriel. This is all this online. Is all on it, yes, it's all online. It's all, all online now. All online. Okay, it's so, all. So you've made the all, transition, full transition now. It's all full online. transition. Yes, yes. Fantastic. I'm, I became completely useless. <laughs> now connect can connect can do everything. Yes, something new to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> making sure connect works. That's what I'm doing right now. But yes, that's, so that, that's a simple example. Because for me. Uh, 
if it, for most people the teacher the contracted job of the teacher is they call it in French um, like it's not it's like for most people it's a secondary right as well yes yes so but an intervenant can make crazy serious cash because if you charge even 50 euros per hour in France the minimum salary is around 10 15 euros per hour right. so even at 50 euros is a good check the thing is are you able to do a 30 hours a week at 50 euros If you do that, even at 50 euros, if you do it 30 hours a week, you're running now on the big boy lease. I think yes. we're going to get a lot. Of, you're going to get a lot of calls after this podcast right here. <laughs> I'll work up on that. Yes. Yeah. So you're you're like an employment agency. You're you're putting out an ad. I see that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because that's the thing. Exactly. So those. So I. It's like when I'm hiring a teacher, I'm telling him do the mathematics. I'm proposing you to give me 20 hours a week. Give me just four hours per day, either in the morning or the afternoon for five days. It's become 20 hours. If I give you 50 euros, you make 20 times five, it gives you 30 euros per week. You have basically on Great a monthly base, model. you can make around four to five euros depending on the week. Sure. I'm only asking you for half your time in a day. But it has to be guaranteed. I need yeah. to view it like That, give it to me. So, so what's your backup solution? Because things happen, right? Mm-hmm. As we say, uh, so what happens if a teacher then reneges or is sick or so? How do you replace that teacher, for example? That yes, is, right. That, that that was the beauty. The beauty was uh, I tried to actually duplicate my DTN family business approach, okay. where every single teacher was the backup of his colleague or his commercial they were one single entity so if if a teacher actually understand that it's more it's more difficult for him to lose to cancel a class because when you cancel a class you become a problem for a school when you become a problem they're looking for solution yeah they used they used to call me for that to fix you as a problem (laughs) yeah so i I cannot make connect and make the same so it doesn't make sense Mm. So for us, what we're praying is like a teacher, when you say I'm going to be available for the coming five days, if you cannot fulfill one of them, I prefer to have one of your colleague or let's say community friend sure. who also applied to the same class who they to know take over and trust. Yeah, to, and trust to take over that missing class. So he become your backup okay. because because a teacher is a contractor is a business actually yes they don't they don't think like one but they are actually business it, they are, it, yeah they are, a business yeah. entity sure entity yes so when you don't fulfill your contract you're supposed to lose cash or lose customer trust right so what i'm bringing like put in your mind that your other teacher your colleague become your subcontractor if you can also fulfill one day of your class wow. you have to sell it to somebody else with no margin of course for him to back you up so both of you look good for the next class that's so, so smart you know what you're doing you know you're creating mm-hmm. trust in a brand so people will come back for business you know how important repeat business is right exactly. and and your your it's your reputation right and and reputations are hard to build as you know and takes years as you and i both know right exactly. uh, so you know i'm afraid we're going to have to end this i know you have a train to catch my dear so dear gabriel did thank you so much for spending time with me today in this third segment and talking about this new project i'll let you say a few closing words on havetia connect and havetia yes. education group please yes so to close is like my 15 years of experience It's been actually summarized in a few coding lines <laughs> called Connect, Elvesha Connect. 
And uh, its only purpose is to actually serve teachers, serve contractors, serve consultants who want to be, who want to share, like me, who want to just share a few hours per month or just to be in the classroom and who doesn't know how to get in the education business. It also designed to make the life of the education, let's say academics easier because they won't have to spend crazy amount of hours online on LinkedIn looking for a CV and then asking for availabilities. Mm -hmm. If they click away, they just find the perfect match, the perfect backup of the perfect match. That's fantastic, and, really. What and so, so it need it need both persons, it needs both parties to be like an ecosystem. The more they will be using Connect, the more it's going to be easier for Connect to basically grow and make perfect match. Like a data feeding business, they need you. They need the system it's, is basically. It's, like, it's like a dating. It's like a dating uh, game, really, right? I mean, yes. you have something that they want, and and you match. Uh, you, mm -hmm. you offer. You have a database of teachers, and you you're saying here is our personnel that can match your needs, correct? And if I can even push it, your babies from the dating, which are the, <laughs> the students, they also part of it because a student gonna come at the end. They're gonna grade the teacher performance. They're gonna give a teacher a score. Like school would be able the next one you want to be dated, they will know, oh, Elaine made a 95% score on his last class for the same course. So they will even have scores or data to put the value on the teachers. So I, I, a teacher can now have also the small sub brand to say, look, I've been teaching a geopolitics for, let's say for 500 hours. I have a perfect score to thousand students. I want more. Yes. I don't like a number. I want more. But now you have something <laughs> to argue with. I have more. I want more. Let's talk. But they also know now they're buying something guaranteed success. It's yeah. not just it's like it's trust, but on paper. And, and, you're, and you're able to guarantee that because you have invested so much, right? And you know who you're dealing with and you're bringing these people in who you have personally vetted. I think that's the, the guarantee of DTN, that's the guarantee of Helvetia Connect, Connect and Helvetia Education Group. Is that correct? Exactly. All right, my dear. Thank you. Thank you so oh. much. I'm so, so, oh, I'm just tickled. I'm already, I'm already missing you. I'm already missing you. I'm already <laughs> missing you. Well, we'll see you when you get back from your trip. And uh, Definitely. thank you, thank you so much for participating today in my podcast. I'm just thrilled. Merci, merci, Hélène. Merci. Merci à toi. Merci. À bientôt. Hein? À bientôt. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs>